Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. No LeVar Arrington, no Brady Quinn. That's right. It is a solo edition here on the show. Kiss my ass. We'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. It is Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10 thousand recommended installers tirerack.com the way tire buying should be you know what i love is when you get these celebrity couples that get together and it's like the big talk of the town everybody's like really excited about it and they're talking about all the potential and all they were seen on this red carpet event and they're all these things are gonna are going on and you know one's an actor the other's a musician uh they've got all and like all of these things are factoring in and then it lasts about like six months and then they break up and it's like well you know their schedules didn't align you know they're just too busy just not enough time together. You know, one's traveling the world right now. The other one's recording an album. It just, it didn't really work. And then you realize you probably could have figured that out initially. Like the thought was cool, but you probably could have be actually seen into the future and realized, hey, by the way, I got a tour coming up. This doesn't make sense. You're recording an album. I've got another movie I've got to shoot. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. So why are we doing it? That's what's kind of playing out in the NFL right now. Because you remember that big story that's been making the rounds for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and days and out. Odell Beckham Jr., the tour. 
ooh, he's meeting with the Bills. And then he's going to go meet with the Giants. And don't look now, but Odell Beckham, after he wakes up from passing out on a plane, is going to go meet up with the Dallas Cowboys. And you want to know how we know? Because he was at a Mavs game sitting sideline. Oh, my. This is. And the Cowboys were feeding it as well, too. And they were talking about, oh, well, Odell Beckham Jr., we'd love to have him in. And there was this whole marketing tour for Odell Beckham Jr. And OBJ's got to be here and we need more weapons. And we're talking about, you know, uh, you've got Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott and all these guys in the Cowboys. You got Jerry Jones stoking the fire and everybody's talking like Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cowboys. What a perfect fit. Well, except for the fact that he's not healthy, you know, except for all that. But hey, it's fine. We're okay. Everything's fine. So now the latest is that Odell Beckham Jr., according to some reports from inside the building, that Odell Beckham Jr. is not even going to be ready to go until the middle of January. Now, I'm not trying to bring up bad stuff here because I don't want to piss off the Cowboy fan base because it is very large. There's a lot of you that listen, and the last thing I want to do is piss anybody off here on this show. But I would just like to point out that if Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to be ready until the middle of January, based on the last 20-plus years of evidence, that probably means the Cowboys aren't going to be playing by that time. I'm just saying. All right? And, and again, not trying to bring up the bad stuff here. I'm not trying to point out you know, all the negative stuff when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But we've seen this recently. There was a lot of people who thought there was going to be a, maybe a Super Bowl run made last year. And next thing you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and company goes into town and takes it from you. And now Mike McCarthy's got to hear for an entire offseason that everybody on his staff is a better head coach than him and they would be a better option. So I'm just saying Sean Payton's name was thrown. I'm just saying. So the idea that Odell Beckham Jr. is now not going to be ready until the middle of January. Doesn't that seem like we probably could have figured that out? We were trying to make that point on this show when this all popped up. Like, yeah, the the thought is nice, but the guy blew his knee out. It's the same knee he had an issue with before. It happened in the Super Bowl. He hasn't played. What are we doing here? It made all the sense in the world for Odell Beckham. Don't get me wrong. And he's a great player. When he's healthy, Odell Beckham Jr. was fantastic. But it's been a while. And he was great in the Super Bowl until he got hurt. And, like, nobody wanted to have that conversation. It just, oh, God, this is a great idea. Yeah, but what about, like, the glaring issue between the two? Nobody wanted to have that conversation. And we were saying at the time, like, hold on a second. For Odell Beckham Jr., this makes all the sense in the world. He's a star. It keeps his name in the spotlight. And he was telling you this much for months. Remember when the Bills and Rams kicked off the season? And it was Thursday night. And one of the stories that came out of there, and it was Von Miller who was kind of throwing this stuff out there, was that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to sign with whichever team wins. (laughs) Wait, wait, what? Are you kidding me? That's like that's like me walking by like the fanciest restaurant in the world and saying, "Well, I'm willing to go into this place or that place, whichever one's going to accept my dress code." And they both say, "You're wearing sweats and you smell. Not happening." And by the way, you do radio, you probably can't afford us anyways. So nice thought, but no, we're going to reject you. 
Like Odell Beckham Jr.'s dictating terms. Well, I'll sign with whoever wins. Wait, what? That was a real story. And then he's showing up to this game, and he's showing up to that game, and he's always out there. There's the spotlight out there, and he's sending stuff out. And then, you know, like we mentioned, he's on a plane, and then he gets kicked. Like all of this, for Odell Beckham, it made all the sense in the world. But it hasn't made any sense for a lot of the teams that have been mentioned. Does Dallas really need Odell Beckham Jr.? Seriously? Do they really need him? Like, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, when you see the problem with Dallas, do you go, man, they could really use another wide receiver? Because I don't see that. If he goes to Buffalo, what are we talking about? Stephon Diggs is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Gabe Davis seems like he scores a touchdown every single game. Like, they don't seem like they're really desperate for him. Go to the Giants. The Giants say, you look at it and go, well, maybe that makes a little bit of sense. Like the Giants could probably use Odell, but the Giants felt like they were just kind of thrown in there because of the market size. I don't know that Odell Beckham really wants to go back to New York after they traded him and the way everything worked out. But still, you come back to the root of the issue, he's not healthy. And so now this report comes out and it's like, who's surprised by this? God, I can't figure out why they didn't work out. Well, I mean, I could have told you why. Uh, what, what, they're, they're never going to see each other. One's tor- it, just, it never made sense from the jump, and now we get a clear understanding as to why this is all happening, because both sides wanted to flirt, both sides wanted to throw out there because it was great, for, and it was so on brand for everybody involved, but the fact of the matter is there are realities to the situation, and according to this report that's come out of Dallas, Odell Beckham Jr. may not be ready for another month. May not be ready for another month. And by that time, who the hell knows what involvement he would have in the offense? What does make a little bit of sense is to come back and try and do it all over again in the offseason. Because then it feels like there's going to be a lot more options out there. A lot more teams are going to be that, that have money to spend that are going to be looking to upgrade the position. And then we get to see what we get with Odo Beckham Jr. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. By the way, uh, we called this shot yesterday on the show. Uh, Baker Mayfield is now an L.A. Ram. So watch out to the Las Vegas Raiders, who may get a quarterback who's going to be coming in on like 36 hours notice uh, and actually get some playing time against the Raiders on Thursday night football in what is basically going to be a de facto Raider home game at SoFi Stadium. But nonetheless, Baker Mayfield's an L.A. Ram. And to me, it does a couple of things. First of all, it does make the Rams a little bit more interesting. All right. They are awful. Absolutely awful. They're the worst post-Super Bowl team, winning team, that I can ever remember. Like, you can go back to the Broncos in 2016, but, like, Peyton Manning had just retired, and still they were 9-7. and seven. The Rams are atrocious. Like, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Lions are sitting back going, okay, uh, hey, continue on. Throw John Walford out there. Looks like Gary Oldman. Throw him out there. That's fine. Hey, who do you want starting at quarterback? How about the pimp from True Romance? Throw him out there. <laughs> Why not? Let's like continue on. Make that draft pick go higher and higher. They're terrible. So at least Baker Mayfield comes in, and it's kind of interesting. Adds a little something. You can also kick the tires a little bit and see what you got in Baker Mayfield. 
Because who the hell knows with Matt Stafford? Who knows what the future looks like for Matt Stafford? So maybe you get a little bit of a glimpse in Baker Mayfield and and you get a little bit of a trial and you see, okay, is this somebody that maybe we could see as being the heir apparent to Matt Stafford? And then all of a sudden, it does this. You block the Niners. And everyone can try and spin this how they want and say, well, the Niners didn't put a claim in for him. Well, they probably weren't going to. Like, you need proof that the Rams were trying to do something other than try and find something interesting and kick the tires, and they were trying to block San Fran. They paid to bring in Baker Mayfield. They picked up the $1.3 million that was owed to him by Carolina. They were the ones that made the move. Had he gone to waivers and had an opportunity to sign with somebody, you really think San Francisco wasn't going to be taking a look at Baker Mayfield? You think they wouldn't be doing their due diligence? Well, they didn't put a claim in for him. Nugs are waiting for him to come available. They probably thought, like a lot of people did covering the NFL, that Baker Mayfield was going to be on the open market, and then we make our move. But no, they weren't going to put in a waiver claim for him. They were going to try and get him for the Chiefs. They were going to try and get a better deal on him. So, hey, it does a little something for the Rams, but we tried to tell you on this show yesterday, you know, you've probably heard that elsewhere on this network, that Baker Mayfield was probably going to end up with the L.A. Rams, and here we go. We get a little sample size of the Baker Mayfield show in L.A., which is appropriate considering Odell Beckham Jr. just left, and I don't know if you know this or not, but those two guys don't apparently see my eye when Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad is releasing video showing all the bad throws Baker Mayfield made in Cleveland. So there's that, and that is uh, that is the latest on the will they actually work out or pan out in their new destination portion of this program here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. All right, so we could see the return of a Super Bowl champion very, very soon. Very, very soon. Now you're asking yourself, what Super Bowl champion are we talking about? Talking about Odell Beckham Jr.? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's already, uh, they've already thrown some water on that fire 
All right, it's already that's a, the the smoke is in the air, and they're already starting to realize. Oh no, Odell Beckham Jr.'s got a little bit of an injury issue, and so he may not be ready anytime soon. But there is somebody out there. It's one of the big names that's been floated out there. That's kind of been hovering. You've seen him on TV all season long, and that somebody is Sean Payton. So Sean Payton, and I think everybody felt like it was going to be a, a quick venture into broadcasting before he makes his return to coaching. He's made no bones about it. Like, he, he eventually wants to get back into coaching. He eventually wants to get back out there. And wouldn't you know, he's talking about it now more publicly than ever with all of a sudden jobs starting to open up, potential jobs starting to open up around the National Football League. And so Sean Payton was on the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray, Tom Brady's a part of it, Larry Fitzgerald's a part of it, and he talked about the potential of making a return to the NFL as a head coach. I think sooner than later, I really enjoy the the current job I have, but I think relative (laughs) to coaching, though, I know that I want to coach again, and and I, it's not really been a, a secret, but I want to find the right spot. And as Tom alluded to, you know, it's still about the people because uh, when it's all done and it's quiet, it, it, I, I don't think it's the, the, the money or the crowd cheers or the trophies or any of that other stuff. I think it's about the, the journey with the people that you really enjoy. And so um, so we'll kind of see what happens. But sooner than later, though, Jim, in fairness to that question, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, if not this year, hopefully next year. So when he says it's all about the people, look, I I don't disagree. I mean, I will say that I'm pretty sure he had a great relationship with the people in New Orleans and he's no longer there. So when he says people, I think he probably means it's all about the quarterback. But let's just be honest here. Like Nick Saban talked about this. Saban, people dismiss Nick Saban time in the NFL as a head coach with the Dolphins. And they go, well, you know, it wasn't really, it didn't really work out. Look, you you talk to some people who played for Saban, they loved him. Like Jason Taylor still talks about Nick Saban, love playing for him. And Saban actually did have some success in Miami. It wasn't it wasn't a complete disaster. It wasn't like the Urban Meyer situation where, you know, he, he was one and done, didn't even make it through the season and then you had all these videos and allegations and all this other crap that came out. No, no, no. Like Saban had some success there, but he he didn't have the quarterback. Like, Drew Brees was in the building. Like, they, they, they thought about it, and then they decided, no, his shoulder's too much of an issue, so we're going to move in a different direction, and we're going to bring in, you know, Dante Culpepper, and then we'll just kind of go from there. And you saw what happened. Drew Brees went on to win a Super Bowl, went on to have a whole bunch of success and be a Hall of Famer, and, you know, may or may not have been struck by lightning last week. Who knows? We're still waiting for reports on that and confirmation. But... Nick Saban has talked about it and said, yeah, once we couldn't figure out the quarterback, it, it was like, you know, what are we supposed to do? And so an opportunity opened up at a top-tier program in college football. He went and took it, and the rest is history there. But it was all about the quarterback. Like, Sean Payton can say it's all about the relationships and the people around you, et cetera, et cetera. But let, let's be honest. It's all about the quarterback. If it, I mean, why didn't he stay in New Orleans then? Why not try and make it work with Jameis Winston or maybe Andy Dalton when he comes in or, or turn Taysom Hill into an every-down quarterback? Like, it's about the quarterback. And so with that being said, if it's about the quarterback, could you not pick a better offseason to be a big fish out there in the coaching world 
than right now for Sean Payton? Because think about it like this. What are the potential openings? If it's about the quarterback, what are some openings you look at? Carolina doesn't apply. Carolina tried to figure out their quarterback situation. They took a weird approach, though. The Panthers took a weird approach. They took the approach of, let's go ahead and let's bring guys that didn't work out elsewhere and see if we can be the solution. And it didn't work. And then when Deshaun Watson's name was thrown out there, Carolina refused to guarantee the the back half of that contract. And that's why Deshaun Watson, part of the reason why he ended up in Cleveland, Carolina wasn't willing to cave on on the, an extra two years of guaranteed money. And so now you're sitting and you're watching the Carolina Panthers and you look at it and go, well, maybe that wouldn't make any sense for Sean Payton to want to go to Carolina. And maybe he also doesn't want to be in the same division as the Saints. Yeah, that, that wouldn't really apply. And then you look at some other options that are out there. Like Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, I, I think he's been dead to rights in Denver for weeks. So you got the potential of working with Russell Wilson. That would be appealing. Say whatever you want about Russell Wilson, a little bit of a weirdo, tries too hard, you know, probably burned some bridges with some teammates this year, probably shouldn't have his own office, all the other stuff, the TikTok videos. It's, again, kind of a weirdo. You know, not, not maybe not the most authentic guy in the world, but Russell Wilson is a Hall of Famer. Sean Payton's looking at that going, okay, I, 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 could, I could deal with that. I'll figure out a way to make that work. And undersized quarterback that Sean Payton's had success with before. What about Arizona? Say whatever you want about Kyler Murray. If that job opens up, Kyler Murray's got a ton of talent, and they are loaded on offense. They've got talent for days on offense. Like, it's obvious to everybody who watches a game. That's why Patrick Peterson made the comments he made on his podcast. It's obvious to anybody who watches Arizona Cardinal games. You look at it and you go, yeah, something's not right. Like, it doesn't, like, like something about what's happening there doesn't make any sense. Like, those guys, I, mean, I know they were picked and paired together when they were brought in, but it just, it, it doesn't add up. But Kyler Murray's talented, and the offense has a ton of talent there. And then there's the one that I think if Sean Payton sees the opportunity open up, he would absolutely jump at. And it's the L.A. Chargers. It feels like Brandon Staley is coaching for his job the rest of the way. Barring a playoff appearance, and I would argue they're probably going to need to win a game, I could absolutely see the Chargers making a move and I could absolutely see Sean Payton looking at that and going, that's the one. 100%. And it's not the craziest thing in the world to think that the Chargers make the playoffs and they move on from their head coach. See Marty Schottenheimer back in 06. That team was 14-2. and They were loaded. They went to the playoffs. They lost a heartbreaker to the Patriots and Marty Schottenheimer got fired. And you had players that never forgave that organization for it. So the Chargers are sitting there, and they've got this coach who's supposed to be a defensive specialist. The defense has struggled. He's had some questionable decisions going forward on fourth down. And I like Brandon Staley. I like him a lot. I think, look, if he gets fired, he's going to be picked up as a D coordinator somewhere in a hurry. But 
it's kind of like the Nathaniel Hackett thing where you've seen errors and mistakes and game management decisions made and they've played out publicly and they've been a topic of conversation, you know, like the, the game last year. Well, you know, we were going for a win, but it was like, dude, if you play for a tie, you're getting to the playoffs and what are you doing here? And you've seen it a couple of times this year. The most egregious one was against Cleveland. They're at midfield. It's a fourth and one. And instead of punting the ball away, and making Jacoby Brissett and the Browns offense who had been struggling throughout the course of the day at times, instead of making them drive the length of the field to try and win that game with under a minute left, you go for it on fourth and one and you get stopped. And the only reason you won that game is because Cade York missed the kick. Had that game gone differently and the Browns won that game? I, like, who the hell knows what the conversations would be like? Like, there's whispers about Brandon Staley, but it hasn't gotten to the level of Nathaniel Hackett. I think it absolutely would be at the level of Nathaniel Hackett had the Browns won that game. So you've got all that played out. And if you're Sean Payton and it's about the relationships, which is code for, it's about the quarterback. How the hell would you not see the chargers and not want to work with a guy like Justin Herbert and the talent he's got and the ability he's got and everything surrounding him. That feels like the spot. So when Sean Payton says, well, you know, it's about the relationships and it's about the people you work with, dude, it's about the quarterback. Like, I mean, like that's just, I mean, those are the facts. It's about the quarterback. Like, you go to Atlanta. Like, I mean, look, Marcus Mariota, from all accounts, is the nicest guy in the world. I mean, if Sean Payton had his opportunity to work with Marcus Mariota or Justin Herbert, who do you think he's working with? Come on. Like, so it, it, it makes sense. But if there was an offseason for Sean Payton to want to get back in the game, and if he's looking around going, look, I don't want to have what happened towards my the, t- the end of my run in New Orleans and what Saban had to deal with in Miami, I got to find a quarterback. If that's the case, the Chargers make all the sense in the world. But it's the perfect offseason. Because if those jobs open up, you get a Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, you get Kyler Murray who's got a ton of talent, and then you know how everybody feels about Justin Herbert. Those are the moves to make, and it feels like Sean Payton is going to be back coaching in the NFL coming up this season. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right, so we are going to catch up uh, with the great Petros Papadakis coming up here momentarily on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including a bit of a surprise and some breaking news in the world of sports, we turn it over to the one and only Eddie Garcia. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Well, we mentioned it earlier. We were on Aaron Judge Watch uh, here this morning. And there were a lot of reports yesterday that Judge was on the verge of signing with the San Francisco Giants and would get around $350 million, where our friend, friend of the show, John Paul Morosi, is reporting that Aaron Judge is, in fact, going to remain with the New York Yankees. Don't know the details on the agreement, what the numbers are at this point. But again, John Paul Morosi reporting that sources say Aaron Judge is has reached an agreement. To and, remain with the New York Yankees. And so, Lee, what was the uh, the number you just saw? Uh, we have some details potentially on the contract. Ken Rosenthal says nine years, three sixty, three hundred sixty million. Jesus, that's not bad. That's uh, decent. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of in the range of what you make, Eddie. So, I mean, I, you can probably uh, relate bit, to a little uh, of this, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So there it is, uh, Aaron Judge, uh, Giants losers. Hey, by the way, uh, the Dodger, if, Dodger I, I feel bad. I, like I like John Heyman, but he ran with that report yesterday that uh, that Aaron Judge was signing with the no, Giants. It was Arson Judge, yeah, it was Arson Judge, and then afterwards had to retract it because yeah, he got burned on that one. That sucks. That happens though, you know. Man, sometimes, you know, you, yeah, well, you get an imitation. It's that's, good to be first, but it's better to be right. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so uh, congratulations, uh, Aaron Judge, back with the Yankees, nine years, $360 yeah. million. Dollars. And Aaron, yeah. I know you're listening. Don't forget about your alma mater. Oh, is he a Fresno State guy? Yeah. All right. So so we got him. We got Devontae Adams. We got Eddie Garcia. We got Derek Carr. Anybody? Paul George. Paul George, yeah. Just Come stars on, everywhere. Yeah. I agree. Mountain West champs. That's right. If only we could get somebody that was at, you know at the Mountain West. Oh, game thank to the join OP us. for yeah. uh, bringing the good mojo to my Bulldogs. Appreciate yeah. that. Right now, though, it is a Wednesday tradition. Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show on the Blowtorch, AM five seventy LA Sports. Also a Fox College football analyst, and you can get him on Twitter at the old P. Hey, Petros, I know AM five seventy, the home of the Dodgers. I know that had to be a sigh of relief from you hearing that Aaron Judge did not sign with the Giants and he's back with the Yankees. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like Eddie. I like a, I like a West Coast guy to be on the West Coast. Doesn't matter to me. 
Um, by the way, were people giving you a hard time because you were cold at the Mountain West Championship game? What was I going think anybody would have been cold. Everybody was cold. It was cold. Well, I mean, when it's 20 degrees outside and you have to stand there for five hours, it's cold. Really cold. Now, you but I had a good time. I enjoyed being in Boise, Idaho. I'd never been there before, and I've done a lot of Boise games on TV, so I wanted to legitimize myself and meet all the people that I've been talking to for a few years now. And it was great to be with the Fresno people. I, I know a lot of them. Like John Baxter, the special teams coach, was at USC for a long time. Jeff Tedford, Terry Toomey, the athletic director, was a UCLA guy. And Jake Hayner's just a, a great kid and an absolute star and an underrated quarterback in the country. I think if he would have played the whole year, he probably would be at the Heisman ceremony with all the other quarterbacks. So I had a great time. I enjoyed it. But, yes, it was bitterly cold. Bitterly. And so uh, were, did you have the right attire on, or do you feel like you might have could have gone? Well, no, I had two socks. I had, you know, on each foot. I had long underwear. I mean, I've done cold weather before. I'm just old. I haven't done it in a while. I had uh, long underwear. I had pants. I had uh, a shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a sweater, and a fox jacket and a beanie. So, I mean, I was pretty ready, but what do you do? Yeah. And I had those hand warmer things. But when the sun goes down, it's cold. Yeah. I'm sorry. I live in California, and I don't even go outside. I'm born and raised here. Yeah. And and look at that. And and now, uh, obviously, you being boots on the ground coverage, uh, Fresno State, and then we've got, you know, Devontae Adams having the game he had and Derek Carr, and you got all these Fresno State It's Fresno grades. week yeah, in the it world. It's, it's a week for the 5-5-9. Five, five, it's a week for the no. Yeah. And, and you know, there was a time in my life, and it might have been because of a, a girl I dated who was maybe a little bit less than all together at that time in her life. What do you mean by that? What are we talking she about here? She was, uh, you know, just... Uh, she had some issues okay. and uh, she was from that area. And, you know, when I used to see that five, five, nine area code on my cell phone, it was really upsetting. You used to think of meth. Is that what I you used said? to just, I used to, it used to strike fear in me in a way <laughs> that is hard to describe. But now after these wonderful years I've had covering Fresno state football with Kalen DeBoer, who's the PAC 12 co-coach of the year this year. And Michael Penix is coming back. And with Jeff now and Kirby Moore, the OC, who's Kellen Moore's brother, I've had the time of my life with the Bulldogs this year. And Aaron Judge gets a nine-year deal to go back to the Yankees, as reported by Fresno State alum himself, Eddie Garcia, a few moments ago. It's yeah. a, a, a banner day for Fresno State here. It's huge. Uh, all right, so, uh, Petros, i got to ask you this. Next thing you know, the price of weed is going to go skyrocketing. <laughs> <and> everybody... <laughs> well, they got to pay for it somehow. Uh, so, uh, let me ask you this. We were having a very serious discussion earlier. All right. Antlers on the cars during the holidays or truck nuts the rest of the year? Okay. Which would you go with? Well, <laughs> it's important stuff. Truck nuts had been, you know, because I'm in a truck because of a sponsorship thing. Truck nuts have always been a subject on our show and just how deeply offensive they are, whether or not they're dipped in chrome or, I mean, it's almost offensive just to see, like, a horse's balls right. these days, right? I agree. Now you're like, 
you have these plastic nudicles on your machine. You know, it's almost like a Southwest airline plane having a heart painted on it. It's like, why? Like, if a dog has balls, it's weird now. Yeah. Like, you're not, they're not they should, yeah. but, you know, yeah. Yeah, if you ever want to see a real set of balls, speaking of the Mountain West, do you know where I'm going with this? I don't. Cam the Ram. At Colorado State? Everybody right now, Google Cam the Ram's balls. All right. And you will see a pair of balls that are so snowy white and so swollen and regal. You can't believe they ever lose the Rocky Mountain Showdown to Colorado. (laughs) We are talking about some serious nuts on Cam the Ram. He's called Cam the Ram because Colorado State used to be Colorado A&M. And... You're welcome. So looking at uh, Cam the Ram right now, I don't see any. Now, do I have to search Cam, Look, Cam the, Ram? the Ram's balls? Okay. All right. So let me make sure that they're mostly a, f- a front shot. It's basically a ram or like a goat. Oh, Jesus. See? Look at those street sweepers. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? That's got to be like a, is that a medical condition? Well, you can't, like, that's the thing. If you're Colorado State, you can't sit there and castrate your mascot. He's got to be, he's got to be virile, right? It looks like a speed bag. I'm telling you. And, you know, Ralphie's a girl. Everybody knows that, right? Right. Ralphie's a girl because if it was a male buffalo, it would just, it would almost be even dumber to run it across a football field full of live people. Oh, wow. All right. Listen, uh, so I was unaware. So Did Eddie see him? Uh, I don't know if Eddie has seen Did him. Did Lee? Eddie, if you look up. Everybody participate. Those are big balls, man. Yeah, yeah they are, Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, you ever those... thought about that when the Rams were up there playing the Bulldogs in the Valley? No. <laughs> man, oh, man. Uh, well, and listen. I'll tell you, it's one of the great things in sports, Jonas, if you've ever done the Rocky Mountain Showdown, and few have. <laughs> but, you know, they run Ralphie, the running of Ralphie, female or male, is not only asinine and completely and totally dangerous, it's also one of the coolest things in college football. Yeah. To watch the thing run across the field, especially if you're down there. And then they run this giant nutted goat like, <laughs> <"Mah!"> you know? <laughs> and it's a little bit of an anticlimax unless you see the backside view. And it's... Uh, it is something to behold. It, well, by the way, I mean, uh, when you say reckless bringing Ralphie out, have there been incidents where Ralphie's gone a little bit wild? Because it's like the uh, the Sooner wagon. I forget what they is it the Sooner Schooner yeah. in uh, Oklahoma. Like that thing's tipped over a couple of times. Sure has. So I mean, has there been an issue with Ralphie the Buffalo yet? Have we seen that play out? Well, I, I think you could probably Google it. I yeah. mean, they lose control of it all the time. And you know, Folsom Field has one of the shortest porches, like as far as size sidelines go and there's like a brick wall it's really kind of a death trap (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so but i don't know uh as far as you know the dumbest thing i've ever seen anywhere is is bevo bevo is a real longhorn steer yeah and that is not an animal that anybody could control just manually if it went crazy, which is why Bevo, if you've ever gone down there, is completely and totally sedated. I mean, Bevo's eyes, Bevo is the most stoned animal 
It's like Anna Nicole Smith on that show. That's Bevo. <laughs> and there's literally a guy with a pole, like an eight-foot-long pole, which is like a back scratcher, scratching his chest really <laughs> reluctantly while Bevo just sits there, right? And I've been down there, and they were like, do you want to go you know, I- inside the fence and take a picture? And I was like, sure. Is it okay? And they were like, oh, yeah, he's heavily sedated. Okay. Fast forward to there's like a I forget what bowl game it was, but it wasn't long ago. And it was Georgia versus Texas. A bulldog is called a bulldog because it baits bulls. (laughs) And then worse, it's wearing red, (laughs) which we all understand from watching cartoons and bullfighting is quite a color to these type of beasts. And they put the bull right in front of the steer. And what do you think happened? (laughs) You've seen this, right? Yeah, you got a little pissy. Bevo took two steps. That's it. Two steps. And wrecked the partition, broke some guy's arm, and caused, like, huge chaos just from two steps. And that's because and he was sedated, and he just got pissed because he saw Ugga. Can you imagine <laughs> if he took four steps? Oh, man. Like twice the destruction. Eight uh, steps. You know, I, that Bevo's the craziest thing we do. And I am not for banning this. I, look, college football is stupid in the first place. It was always stupid. We've never had a good reason for a multi-billion dollar industry, which it is now, to be wrapped up inside our institutions of higher education. However, it is, and it's just as well that we have live, extremely dangerous animals. It's great. You know, Michigan used to have a real Wolverine. And really? They used, yeah, but that scared the hell out of the players. <laughs> and and did and, and Notre Dame had a black leprechaun, correct? Well, that was in my time. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a different time now. There's black people in Ireland. Come on. I hear you. Listen, tell me about it. Uh, By the way, uh, now I I do have to ask you this because I wanted to get your thoughts on it. You you and Brady touched on it a little bit last week. Petros Papadakis joining us here. Uh, Proud USC alum. Oh, sure. So... The, the Caleb Williams painting the fingernails. Oh, the F like, uh, Utah. It's just like, dude, like, it, it, is it me or is he slowly getting close to unlikable territory? Well, the fingernail thing. I remember when Baker Mayfield was grabbing his crotch <laughs> and I was doing Who some of those in the Big 12. And, you know, but everybody was talking about, can this guy win the Heisman? Look at the way he is and all this. And I kind of saw that as I did a lot of those games, and I kind of saw a lot of that as Baker really just being very much in touch with his teammates and being more like a linebacker playing quarterback. Now, how has that played out (laughs) in the NFL? You know, that's a different story. And, you know, you hope people mature and become more professional as they continue in football at a professional level, which college is too. I mean, let's be honest. But – If I were, I just wish Mike Bone or somebody would have just shown up with Q-Tex, you know, and said, okay, let's, let's take care of, you know, but it's pretty easy, by the way, you just dip your finger in it. Like the old school, they had a sponge with a groove in it. When you put your finger in it, take the nail polish off. But instead, you know, they leaned into it and they kind of celebrated it. They sent Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner to get a manicure with him and made a feature out of it. I mean, it's. (laughs) 
It's curious <laughs> to me, and there is kind of a mercenary type of feel about some of these guys these days because of the amount of money being made. Now, he's going to be at USC one more year. He's going to win the Heisman, and he played great. I wish he was a little bit more contrite after a loss. I don't know if contrite's the word, like instead of going around crying with a towel on your head, like maybe go congratulate the other quarterback. I mean, if you're going to play football for a long time, you're going to win games and you're going to lose games. And you have to be able to do both and have some modicum of grace. And it just doesn't seem there right now. It, it, but when you see Bryce Young, though, it's the complete opposite. Like, yeah, and, but I know Bryce Young. I know his dad. I, I watched him play in high school, and he's just a completely different player. And he plays within himself, I think, a little bit more. And I can understand Caleb being upset after both of those Utah games, especially being banged up in the second one. And that's another thing that really concerned me was – and it kind of goes back to the this guy's making more money than most of the assistant coaches. And they said, well, why didn't you take him out? And you're running all these zone read RPO kind of things down the stretch of the game. And he's obviously not mobile. And Morgan Scally and Whittingham are looking at each other on the other sideline like, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, like, Don't you're mind not if we put, do. Not going to put the other guy in? I mean, we know how to play defense here. We're Utah. And... That was kind of interesting. And then when asked about it after the game, Lincoln Riley said something to the effect of, well, you know, he wouldn't let me take him out. Like, <laughs> okay, then what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> what? You know, if he doesn't let you take him out, what, are you, what is the purpose of having a coach? You know, why don't we just let him do it and paint everybody's nails? And, you know, I did used to paint my nails in my time as more of a goth statement. But... <laughs> There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know, you're wearing a Cure shirt. You throw on some, some nail yeah, polish. A Bauhaus action. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, it's. I don't think it's a salvation issue, as we would say in the Christian world. But uh, but I don't, I don't like it, you know. But I don't like the towel-waving guys either. I don't think that is a good look for USC. There's a lot if of that those. makes any sense. Yeah. yeah, and I don't understand why it's there. Like the towel-waving thing was a UCLA coach. A guy named uh, Ed Kazarian, who was a tight end at UCLA and an academic guy and a coach and an interim coach. And he used to incessantly wave a towel like there was no tomorrow on the sideline. And it was annoying, but it was a UCLA thing. And why it's become a USC thing with these strength coach guys that have towels in their hands strategically placed around the field to freak out like you're like Junior Gong. Have you ever seen Junior Gong play? No. He's got a guy up there who's a flag man, and all he does is wave the flag back and forth the whole time. <laughs> like, literally, the whole concert. And it's like a Jamaican saying, if you have energy like Junior Gong's flag man, you have good energy. But why do we have to have that on the sideline at a USC game? We've never done that before. Well, Now, what would they say to Ed Kazarian if he were in, say, I don't know, Glendale? What would they say to him? If you like, uh, like, what would they say? Like, well, what's like the go-to? Come on, bro! I like your towel, <laughs> bro. That's Egyptian cotton, bro. Dude, bro. <laughs> Dude, bro. Oh man, uh, Petros, uh, always fun, man. We'll get him on Twitter at the old P. Uh, and people are now tweeting in pictures of Cam the Ram and those giant balls. Uh, the uh, the Colorado State. It really, it's got. a sight to see. You've I really <laughs> you've educated a lot of people here this morning. This is something I was not aware of. This now we talked about the logistical uh, dimensions of uh, Folsom Field. Oh yeah. 
I mean, this makes me want to reach out to Dave Anderson and just be like, dude, you've been holding back on me. Like, yeah, you know what? That up. is Anderson has a. He's let you down as a friend. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is can't believe he like left this out of the story. This should be the lead in every conversation. So, uh, Petros, uh, always fun. Let's do it again next week. Especially when Ralphie's got nothing down there. <laughs> that is true. I don't want anyone touching the balls after that. Thank I don't you, want anyone rubbing them. To me, those balls are perfect. There it is. Uh, it is. Uh, get him on Twitter. Petros Papadakis, at the old P, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show on AM570 LA Sports. Also, Fox College football analyst. And if you need a breakdown on mascots and what they're working with, he is the guy to go to again, at the old P on Twitter. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.